Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves. And of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? My guest today has been in the fitness industry for many years. She's worked at the Cincinnati Sports Club since 2008 and is certified in aerobics, personal training, Pilates, TRX, and spinning. She specializes in a whole person approach to help clients reach their personal goals. She works with cancer patients, cardiac patients, orthopedic patients, any age and all fitness levels, helping them become more productive all around. Please welcome Anne James. Thanks so much. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for coming on. We also have with us Kayla, special Pilates girly. I invited (laughs) Kayla to this conversation because I know that she would just love to talk with you and chat. Mm -hmm. Before we started recording, Anne has said that she's also going to interview Kayla (laughs) on the podcast. It's going to be a two-way street here. It's going to be a two-way street. I'm really excited for this conversation. You and I got to chat a little bit about you know, fitness industry over the ages mm-hmm. and, and especially, you know, how do women relate to their bodies and exercise? And I want to get into all of that for sure. Um, then you came and gave me an, even more of a bio and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm missing so many things. <laughs> right. So we have to fill in some blanks. But okay. how did you get started? And when I said many years in the fitness in- industry, how long has it really been since you've been in the fitness industry? Well, uh, officially, I got certified um, in aerobics, ACE certification. My daughter was two. She's 32 now. Okay. Uh, so I came to the fitness industry through classical ballet. And Same. Yes. And, and so after I had my <laughs> first baby and had a cesarean and all the things, I looked at myself and said, who is this person? Mm. So I started working out on TV. It was before there were videos, et cetera, and did a lot of those like you would get a mornings. video, like a VHS. Actually, it was a TV show. Oh. TV shows early in the morning, like 6 a.m.s. They would on put like work PBS. A- they would put workout classes on, and you knew, right. okay, well, I have to show up at this 6 a.m. time because the right. video's going to, the show's going to start. You start feeling and looking better, and you get energy, and so then you keep going. Right. And then I met some people at Bally's Total Fitness in Western Hills. I and remember they were Bally's. Queens. Yes. And we, they were no shoes and they were thongs and it was Jane Fonda. Wow. Oh. And you know, so but that's fed my dance. So yeah, I was you dancing got the same. and exercising mm-hmm. at the same time. And of course, me being me wanted to be the best there was. Mm. <laughs> so I got certified and I started teaching step and just high love, etc. And trailing the kids around class. everything and throwing newspapers and just trying to do everything I need to do to to keep myself and the family going. Yep. And through aerobics, um, I just started looking and feeling better. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I can tell you personally, um, it's really the only anti-aging that there is. But most of us aerobics people got, women, got into it because of we had baby blues. And oh. the last thing we wanted to do is take any kind of medications for that. Yeah. It definitely endorphins, lepter lifted our spirits. Oh yeah. And made us and we had camaraderie and um it gave us a routine and a schedule and a- that helped us all. Yeah, and a and community, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like you make friends with those people. Oh yes. That's awesome. A, a question on how long so like what did a certification look like at that time for a Ace certification. Ace. And, and we yeah. I took the certification which was a three hour test at at uh, Ohio State with pre med students. It was extremely strict and wow. very, very serious, very much kinesiology and physiology, very little choreography, et cetera. Uh-huh. So I got my certification in that, but still really didn't know how to teach. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like the and paper part. And I will part. tell you, yeah. it was pretty much learned by doing. 
and it was, you know, two, one, two people in your class and they'd give you really off hours and, yeah. <laughs> right. so, and $10 a class. Oh. And but, without childcare. Yes. Wow. I mean, at that time, what is that, like the late 80s, early 90s? Yes, early 90s. $10. $10 a class. For a class is pretty steep because right now you can even do, I mean, most drop-ins now are probably like 20, 25. No, that's how much the but, instructor got. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's how much you got paid. Yes, right. $10 a class. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so was the kind of framework or like what everyone was teaching to, was it like Jane Fonda Bass? Was she kind of the one that said, hey, this is the, this is the style of workout we're going to do? Not necessarily. You had to come up with your music, your choreography, et cetera, et uh-huh. cetera. And when we're saying aerobics, mm-hmm. step aerobics. High-low. It wasn't even What's step. What's high-low? High-low is, is uh, what came first. So Before there like was a step, step. Without the step. No step. I go yeah. way back to where before there was step. It was just, oh, uh, uh, what do they call yeah. it? Yes. Um, <laughs> jazzercise. Jazzercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that. But jazzercise got their own choreography. Mm-hmm. We basically had to make up our own. Was it called high-low because you're taking the heart rate up and bringing it mm-hmm. back down? Mm-hmm. Would it be based on song? Like you'd have a high yes. song and then you'd have a low song? Yes. Uh, so I started doing group fitness when I was in college, mm-hmm. like by my freshman year, I did my first, my first group fitness class was a Matt Pilates class. Mm-hmm. And I'd been an athlete all through high school and was used to kind of having structured workouts and someone telling me what to do. So I loved that aspect. Mm-hmm. I walked away from that first Matt Pilates class, I think more sore than I'd ever been in my entire life. I remember walking around campus like, oh my, like, can't, I don't even, can't breathe. I don't even know what these <laughs> muscles right. are that are sore. Yeah. But I was totally hooked mm-hmm. because it felt like in some small sense, like, okay, I'm part of a team still. Like, we're doing this mm-hmm. together. Yeah. I have someone telling me what to do. I'm feeding off the energy of other people. Right. Doing things you wouldn't normally do. No, like pushing myself. Elliptical. Okay. okay. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. It's boring. Um, mm-hmm. I love music and I'm highly motivated by music. So then to have like, you know, high energy was so great. Mm-hmm. So after my first Matt Pilates, um, the summer after my freshman year, I joined the Y back home in Canton, Ohio, and they had a full offering of group fitness. So I went to Pilates like several times a week. It was Matt. I had not been on the reformer yet. They had step aerobics was the first time I took it. Mm -hmm. I was addicted because again, I'm not anywhere near, I'm sure the level of dance that you both had. But I danced when I was younger. I was a cheerleader. So like, I love the idea of choreography Mm -hmm. and getting something first and being like, no, I can't get it. Or like I'm messing up. And then by the end of the class, you got it and you're nailing it. Like I loved that feeling. Mm -hmm. I haven't done a step class since college and I so want to. They're hard to find anymore. I know. (laughs) Why do you think that is? Because people got injured. Oh. Okay. So like anything that I know of, it becomes a craze and then people keep pushing the envelope and make it harder or more challenging or faster pace. We were having, I've been on two steps at one time. So you're going from one oh. to the next, to the back, and, the, and they had weights course. overhead <laughs> yeah. and, you know, yeah. you name it. And we were doing that mm. and people fell off and got hurt. And so that went away uh-huh. and the ball came. Okay, the big ball. Uh huh. I do remember. Saw a ball before, right? (laughs) (laughs) So then the ball came, and so things became in the industry safer and safer, but less challenging, Mm. and I think less effective. Mm. So it went from high low aerobics to just low aerobics Mm. because again, we had not when I started there were we were in barefoot. Oh, really? Now, we went back to barefoot, didn't we? Yes, yeah. (laughs) So I've been around around so long that it's gone around and around. What's happening next, Dan? What's happening next? (laughs) What's happening now? What is happening now is is mixing it up. And also what I'm seeing is you don't have to kill yourself at every workout. I think we just learned that yesterday. Like, seriously. In the past year. Definitely, very recently, have I come (laughs) around to the thought of, 
every single workout, I don't have to walk every single workout that's happening seven days a week. Right. Do I need to walk out of feeling mm-hmm. like I've left it all on the table? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's a because freeing we, thought. We are just mechanical beings. Mm-hmm. And sooner or later you keep pushing those mechanics like your car. Something's gonna burn out. Yep. So of course that's when the people come to reformer training. <laughs> uh-huh. Because I rehab them, which is and I'm right connected, right next door to the physical therapist. Yep. So we work hand in hand. I'm teaching them about the reformer mm-hmm. and how they can handle their clients on the reformer. And then they're referring people who finished physical therapy. How Talk can they still you. be strong and, and keep progressing in their fitness life, new lifestyle, let's yep. say. Yep. And that's part of the, part of the way I get people to yeah. come and train with me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to come back to that. But... So once you're, you're doing high-low, mm-hmm. right, you're, re- you're into that craze, you've got a, a good community of women. I think it's so great that this is at a time too, right, where there's not social media. So there's not, it's not as easy to connect with people unless right. they're probably in close proximity to you or you're seeing them on a day-to-day basis. Right. And that just almost naturally and intuitive, intuitively, a woman is like, okay, I think I need to move my body to feel better. Did you experience you, that? Did you? I do because of my ballet training. Mm, okay. You knew I was what it's like. Constantly, to- where can I find a ballet class? Which at that time there wasn't just an exercise ballet class, right? And with uh, children, at babies, etc., there wasn't daycare. Yeah. So it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's why I looked to the TV, mm-hmm. and then I found you know the, the exercise places and then you find community with those women who are there for the same reason yep. and then they started adding daycare etc yeah. the facilities yeah but no, that's um, nice. and then you find out what the other pe- women are doing and how they're coping and yep. you just have to talk a, to each other yeah this is a different time now i this know is, you know people Full makeup, and I'm I'm not kidding you. Like this still, was like the place to show up was yeah, the high low class. Yeah, you know the hair <laughs> and the whole thing, and at ballets because one of that my original boss is now one of my clients, which mm. is so cool. I'm like, hey, do you remember when you had to tell the ladies they had to wear something under their leotards to do a thong? Oh. There were thongs. Thong right. leotards, yes. and women would just wear yes, a thong it. leotard, like yes. a bathing suit, like yes. a thong bathing suit, right. barefoot. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would love to see you this. You know, we had the little crop top and the yeah. whole thing, yeah. Wow. Do you now, have any pictures of this, Anne? Uh, and my daughter just sent me a picture. Mom, remember when you wore this? It's so cute, crop top. And I'm like, where did you find it? Yeah. <laughs> we need to see so, this. I would love, love up. to see that. Just curious, where did you dance ballet growing I grew up all over the country, so we oh, moved every four years. Wow, so okay. I, I first in South Carolina, teenager, not me, but one of my parents' friends. She shows up in her point shoes, et cetera. I'd never seen that. I was oh, like, this is what I want to yeah. do. Well, it took me three, four, five years before my mother would allow me to. Mm. My mom's very strict, and she was brought up in dance also. Of course, all I wanted to do was go and point. point. Mm -hmm. Right, so we had to find, you know, the classical ballet class, not Mm -hmm. with trophies, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, of course, what I wanted to do. (laughs) So it took me many, many years to plead, 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 and I started in Richmond, Virginia, and then we moved to... Delaware, and then we moved back to Tennessee, and then I took classes in college, et cetera, and so forth, Got like it. that. So, but it was never professional, and yeah, I was told, you know, this was not PC. If you're not going to dance professionally, then you need to probably not take so many classes because your legs are getting thick. Oh, wow! And that's a good way of getting you to quit. Oh it? yeah, <laughs> wow, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and tough. That, I know that that... Kayla, did you ever experience anything like that when you were dancing? Not that I can like actively remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you subconsciously feel like you needed to be small? Yeah, there was a lot of that. Okay. And I think especially with like the different... Like, oh, well, you know, we're doing pieces from Swan Lake right now and the tutus just go straight out. Right. So there's... And there would just be like murmurings amongst mm. the girls and things. And you're like, oh. And I've just always, you know, had thicker legs and a butt. <laughs> Let's just say <laughs> strong. Yeah, strong. she's exactly. so strong. Yes. And so, I, you know, I, I can remember from day one being like, ooh. You know, I'm di- I look different. Or, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and it wasn't yeah, a positive thing. No, right. And yeah. when I was dancing in my younger days, it wasn't something you told people about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, you, you know, your friends right. and whatever thought, that's really stupid. You should be out there probably kicking a ball or something. I don't know. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, that, I was thinking about that too. We were talking about it was a different time for women and kind of less access to... Any you know, kind the, of fitness. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. All and, we and, had in school was basketball and field hockey. And wow. And, of course, cheerleading. Yeah. yeah. So that was your choices. Right. And, yeah, I'm sure that... When you think of hobbies for young women at that time or like new moms, fitness mm-hmm. was probably not one no. high on the top of the no, list. It wasn't. No. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking too, like now, like, yes, we have access to so much information. We have access to fitness. We have access to each other, you know, with the internet. And, right. and it seems like, oh, we can be so connected. But yet when I hear you talking about, oh, we, ha- we got together as this fitness class and we, that was our kind of communal time and time to exchange stories, it sounds like you are like so much connected, so much more connected to each other than even like we are now with the technology that allows us to be. Right. You would, <laughs> many times you are speeding yeah. to get to that class, <laughs> to be in the front row. Oh, I have know, also done that right? myself. You had to get there. Yeah. You would do anything. Right, yeah. your yeah. spot. You had like your same spot every time. Yep, yes. same here. Right. Same here. And you, you look forward to seeing those people, and in it was just a it was it was our own little country club in yep. our own little way. Yeah, so yeah. Having a fitness club open up this that was new in the nineties. Mm. There weren't fitness clubs before then. They were the why, but whys were More you know male dominant. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but I still. No matter, like, in this day today, to go to the Y, I don't want to go in the weightlifting room. Like, I train with a personal oh, trainer, and if I was a, a weight room of, like, women, I remember at uh, Urban Active, yes. they used to have a separate room mm-hmm. that was, like, the women's weight training room, which is nice, and I don't know, I'm kind of have mixed feelings about it. Like, right. I think... But that's definitely where I went. There weren't that many heavy weights. There wasn't right. a bar. Right. Like there wasn't a squat rack. There were machines you know and else? like light dumbbells. You weren't fighting for the weights. No, I yeah. wasn't. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, I've been in gyms for a long time, which is a joke because growing up, I never would have ever thought I was going to set foot in a gym. Right. Studios are one thing. Gyms yeah. are another. Right. But, um, but I'm still intimidated and still don't feel like totally comfortable. And you know what? Yeah. You're supposed to be. Okay. I... One of my things that I've done is work with bodybuilders. So, and they just, they thought, you know, anything Pilates was a joke. Yeah. Was, yeah. And now they're all trying to, because they were tearing muscles, popping them right off the insertions because all they cared about was, was, was the belly of the muscle. Yeah. 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 Right. So, the show muscles. Right. The, um, kind of an interlude to that. The place where I danced growing up was over on the west side. That's mm-hmm. why I was kind of asking. That's as where you it mentioned. Was, yeah. So, um, Annalise mm-hmm, was her sure, name. Absolutely. Did you know her? I didn't know her. Oh. I wasn't able to take dance class when yeah, I it was had just, kids. So, so she would actually, We, my mom probably still has the article. She was in the Inquirer for training Bengals players ballet. Mm. And it, mm. like it was like, that was like the onset, I feel like, of. Well, not that integrating, wasn't. yeah, everything mm-hmm. back and forth with among each other, which is, I'd say probably we're pretty close to that now. Mm-hmm. But I also will say, I think a lot of the weight training areas are still pretty much male dominated. No, they are. Mm-hmm. They are. If you look at the why, and again, I mean. Some places might be different. There might be a good, healthy mix of male and female. Mm-hmm. And I know plenty of women that go and lift at the Y and like right. they're not shunned yeah. or excluded by any means. But I'm there every morning to run. And if I look into the weight room, That's what there's maybe like one right. female compared to like the 10 yeah. males there. men. Yeah. But then they brought the weight training classes to yep. us. Yep. And then we all figured out that, yeah, you know what? We're not going to look like some football player because we're lifting weights and we can lift more than five pounds right Mm. and again that i think is still Still an ongoing battle with some Mm -hmm. people that aren't as educated and like in the fitness industry just people outside looking in if they might start a fitness journey they'll come and say well i don't want to lift weights because i don't want to get bulky and then all three of us of course will be like 
you that that's just absolutely not even possible. Right. Like people have to try so hard yeah. to build muscle and get bulky. But let's bring it back. <laughs> if you're not in proper alignment, a la Pilates, you will get injured. Oh yeah, absolutely. So especially lift, you can't just get in and be like, I'm going to start lifting heavy. Mm-hmm. But they do, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. and they do. You can see it. Yeah. Um, I know that's like my biggest pet peeve. Mine too, obviously. So. Even even in like these group fitness classes, Absolutely. which is a downfall with yes. these strength group fitness classes sometimes. They're is that, too fast. Yeah, and the trainer can't be in, at 30 people at once. That's and right. you see someone doing a deadlift with their shoulders rounded and like pulling up from their back and you're like, oh, don't hurt yeah. yourself. And you have to tell yourself because I teach group fitness and, you know, all the I have. Um, this is not a private training. So I can say it. Mm-hmm. I can kind of cue them. I can even come around and kind of give them a little side tap. Yeah. But it is not personal training. It's, right. It's not designed to be. Yeah. So people have to try to take responsibility right. for their actions or then they need to pay for a personal trainer. That's right? I say about this all the time. Listen, we don't try to fix our toilets if there's a plumbing issue. Yeah. We have people to help with our finances. We have mm-hmm. someone fix our car. Right. You need to outsource. Right. The knowledge that you can get. And it, it might not necessarily be forever, right? right. Get Even some, if it's just like you're jumping off starting point. Foundation, like yeah. Couple right. basic lift movement patterns and then, you know, right. you want the social setting or, you know, whatever else. Yeah, but yeah. Maybe that from the get-go. Mm-hmm. I agree, I agree. So you're you're kind of going through your high-low aerobics. What's yeah. the next certification? or till? Yeah, like what okay. where do you, was your path so go from there? what happened was... I wasn't making enough money. I was losing $10 a money class. Yeah. by teaching. Because so, you're spending it on the outfits. Yes, and, and, the, <laughs> and the driving back and forth. Mostly the childcare. I was paying, you know, I was losing, I was paying $20 for me to go teach a class for 10 Yeah, yeah. So I got a real job. Mm. And my other degree in, was fashion and commercial arts, so I started um, working for a talent agency and became a print director Started training, training little, all kinds of people, yeah. P&G, et cetera, so forth. So started working that way. Mm-hmm. And then one of our acting talent connected with a girl from Chicago. And she was a ex-ballet dancer, and she had been trained on the reformer, which there were only... Well, there were no reformers in this town at that time. No Pilates Zero. reformers in Cincinnati. Yeah. And <laughs> I had seen the reformer... With Baryshnikov on the Reformer in Time magazine, and I said, that's what I want to do. And like I said, there weren't any, so I bought a Total Gym, which is not the same. I remember Total Gyms, yeah. (laughs) And so anyway, I connected with this talent and started training with this ballerina, and it was called, it was classical Pilates. Same 10 exercises over and over, no music, it's What are the, what are the exercises? Oh, well. You know, you start with the footwork, Pilates 100. you know, et cetera. The things that we know. And it was over You do like a little Brit. I'm trying to think. Over. Is it like a Brit? You do like the spine, like a spine articulation, oh, bridging, bridging right, right. the Pilates you know, 100. And pikes, et cetera. Yeah. Spine stretch, et cetera. But it was over and over and over again. And it was perfect, perfect, perfect. Which, oh. FYI, that's how Joseph Pilates trained. Mm. Okay. There were no mirrors in his studio because yeah. he said, and he's right. We don't walk around with mirrors in front of our face. We need to know where our body is in a in space, in alignment, all the time. Oh, yeah. So it was way different than what we know. There mm-hmm. are, where I trained, that was classical. It's called New York Pilates. And then oh. now it's gone, the world has gone into contemporary, mm-hmm. adding all kinds of, you know, props, et cetera. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. I would walk out the door, just like I did typically for my ballet classes, never feeling like I was going to be good enough. Mm. Never. So. I have felt that many times walking yeah. out of a Pilates class. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. So it was a good background for me. Um, But when I left the agency and went to work for one of my bodybuilding people, who was a talent for us at the the talent agency, um, I went and got certified, um, Nico, Balanced Body, and then ended up heading to the uh, coast in San Francisco, where it was the first time all Pilates factions had gotten together from around the world. And I didn't know it. So everyone was, was someone like in different parts of the world, were they doing different practices? Yes. yes. Wow. And they actually, it, that had never happened before. And was so that the a classical. Conference or just. It was a, a conference. conference. It was oh, okay. Body, Mind, Balance, Body, Mind, Spirit conference in San Francisco. And so you got to see what like 
all over the world. Europe is doing. Yes, wow. in Australia and South America and Mexico. But guess what? It was so kind of cool in that everyone goes to United States. This is our. This is the Pilates mecca. Mm. But I met this the New York people who same exercises, no music, blah blah, and they were not speaking to the the West Coast people because they had. This is when the extended um, bar was added to the balanced mm. body reformer. And it was a, they, people walked out of that conference. They were very, how like, could you change the <laughs> Were there original some of bites? Joseph Pilates? What, were, what did yes. they call him? His apprentice? Yes, I met um, uh, he had Franklin like, and all these people that he, um, his disciples. Yes. Quite a few. Yes. Is that what he calls them? Yeah, disciples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going out and spreading the good word of Pilates. His word. His word of Pilates. And they were having none of any contemporary. Not. So so contemporary means like pretty much how no. I would know Pilates yes, yes. now oh, right. on a reformer yes. where right. there's tons of different exercises. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, depending on the instructor in the studio, right. the class can look and feel totally different exactly. on the same apparatus. Right. Yes. Which is what keeps me interested in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's still developing. Mm-hmm. And the, the machine, except for the foot bar, is the original original design yeah. that he designed. He died in 1968. Wow. Okay. Would you agree with this? I've heard that individuals have compared Joseph Pilates while he was, you know, had a great vision in line with like this is this form of movement is very, very, very critical and important. Mm-hmm. He kind of had an air about him like Bikram. Okay. Well, have, he was he was okay. Maybe some. I know that uh, he, yeah. I he was pretty much. Egotist, yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was he was definitely determined to teach this way or the highway. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know the way he got famous in New York is he started training um, balancing dancers as rehab, yeah. and they found that they were rehabbing so much quicker and faster. Yep. That the ballet dancers started coming to him, and then he started. Then the Broadway people started coming to him, and so both coast heard about him, but. The center of the city of the country did not. Know right, anything. of course, like everything but else. Yes, he's an egotist, <laughs> and it was his way or the highway. But I think when you when you're are a determined like that, that yeah. this is this is the way to go. Yeah, this is the way to go. Right, you almost have to, you get an allowance almost to say, okay, yes. yeah, maybe you think very highly of yourself, but shoot, you're also getting really good results. So right, I don't know of anyone that he trained under. When he was growing up, he was a 90-pound weakling, and he tried, He studied every kind of fitness there was. That was yoga, calisthenics, that was martial arts, that was ballet. He was in the circus. He was boxing, et cetera. And he put it together in what he called controlology. Mm-hmm. did not name it after himself. They named it after him oh, okay, after later. he died and tried to get it copyrighted, mm. teaching you to control your body at all times. So when people say, oh, but I like yoga, it's so much you know, flexibility. And I say, well, we do yoga, and there's plenty of yoga, only mm-hmm. we have resistance and we're moving at the same time. So I've always said I walk out of Reformer Pilates feeling more open yes. and stretched than any other right. type of fitness, like even more so than yoga. And I think... It is because what I've learned at least about tightness in my own body, mm-hmm. and I've gone to see this movement specialist that we both know and have worked with a lot, Dr. Eric Nobby, mm-hmm. um, for some of my reoccurring tightness, particularly in my right hip. Mm-hmm. And some people hear like, oh, tightness, well, you just need to stretch it. But the truth is that mm-hmm. tightness is showing up because somewhere else Weakness. in my body is weak. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And right. so I think that the, and it's at least again for me, a lot of it is from core control and how my core is interacting with my hip, hips and my pelvis and that relationship between it all. And I think that the Pilates piece and why I always feel so open is because it helps to strengthen Release those weak one parts. Side. Yeah. That's th- Pilates identifies imbalance and helps correct it because imbalance causes injury. Yep. So the first principle of Pilates is better body awareness. When you know that, then you know you need to correct it. Now yep. someone has to teach you how to do that. And yep. then you have to keep reapplying. That's where I am right now. Body, that's your norm. So people will say, this is just not, this is awkward. And I say, I know it's awkward. There's nothing normal or natural about it. Yeah. Um, so get over that. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it takes you 
deeper. So also the other saying is Pilates is for everyone, but not everyone is for Pilates. So not everybody can take it down and take it deeper. And all those muscles that surround your joints, those are your secondary, the ones that we can't feel. Mm -hmm. That's truly what Pilates is all about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned before you, you were balanced body trained under Nico Mm -hmm. and then you also... Body Arts Science International. And why did I get that? So when I went to that conference... My mom's a dietitian nutritionist, so I grew up with that. Oh, okay. uh-huh. gosh, and so, <laughs> were we cut from the right. same cheese block or what? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're sitting here. So um, I'm noticing, you know, the food line, they're eating they're eating bagels and cookies and this and that. Sure. And I'm, I'm, I'm coming from fitness and coming from, like, and how can you eat like that and expect to be a fit person? Right. So I, they looked no offense, but just kind of soft, mm-hmm. not defined. And that's not what I wanted for me. Mm-hmm. That's not where I come from. Mm-hmm. You know, in Valley, we want to definition. So I saw one group, and they were defined, and they were just everything about themselves. To me, that's mm-hmm. what I want to look like. Yeah. So after I did all that, and I was tra- I tra- taught for, I don't know, 10 or so years, um, somebody opened a studio here in town, and it was Bassey. And so, hey, do you want to get certified? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Do I have the time? Because it's teaching like 70 hours a week. Oh, wow. And, and are you I teaching thought, group or individual or a mix of both? Yeah. Everything. But then I said, for me, I always want to get better and better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I always want to be the best I can be. Mm-hmm. So I, I went for it. And it was another nine months and $5,000. Yeah. <laughs> et cetera and so forth. But. It was truly, truly worth it because what did they do differently? They go heavier. Okay. Oh. Yeah. More, it, on, more resistant on the springs. More resistance on springs, yes. And um, it wasn't different exercises, mm-hmm. but it was more precise. It was going deeper and heavier. Wow. Okay. And that's what I said. Wow. Is, yeah. this, is this safe? This is not how I was trained. Yeah. How could it be? All your springs for footwork. When when I started teaching, uh, being taught, it was a red and blue. Wow. It was a red and blue for almost everything. Mm-hmm. So it was very light, which is all core. That's yeah. fine. But it's, I had to go somewhere else to get my muscles and yeah. my cardio. Uh-huh. So for me, what I want to do is bring it all into mm. training on the reformer or yep. the apparatus. Yep. And I've got uh, probably very dependent on what your clients Absolutely. need and are looking for, right? Right. I wanted to keep them up where I am in that one hour rather than do what I did, go from studio to studio to studio to studio for all the different needs that I needed yeah. to keep my body together right. and strong. Right, right. I think we've both been to Pilates classes, one that are very gentle mm-hmm. and opening and, you know, yeah. feel, feel good, good in their mm-hmm. own right. Yes. And then, you know, that's kind of like one side of the spectrum. And then the other side, we're like, you think that you're going to die because <laughs> yes, it's so yes. hard you and you're like having a panic attack. I can't do that. <laughs> you're that's going to kill me. I'm yeah. going to, you know. And, and My so, glutes are failing. Like I'm right. going to fall. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Or I can't, you know, do a single arm in a red and a blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, maybe you can. Yeah. Once, <laughs> one step at a time. But staying yeah. at the same weight, weighted springs for everything or for those same exercises is not progressing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Your body will get used to it just like anything and then else. And nothing's happening except for overuse to the joints. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the contemporary has brought that okay into Pilates training. Mm-hmm. To say like you kind in, of make in my it work lifetime. For you. Yeah. Yeah. What is your style of teaching? Do you I don't know what probably varies based on the client, it their does. Back, but what what is your maybe your favorite class to teach or just style of well, I always root. want okay. to bring it all to them. So mm-hmm. I like to teach fairly quickly. Okay. There's no sitting around. There's no talk. Yeah. It's from ballet. There will be no talking in my class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think that's um, pretty standard, right? I think. No. That, no. A lot of people teach because it's a social thing, which people come for different reasons. Yeah. But I can't talk class. when I'm doing Pilates. I need you to be, shouldn't be, able be able breathing. To yeah. I need and to be people, focusing on my you breath. You can't hear the cues. Uh-huh. I mean, I have been in huge hundred person uh reformer classes where the goal was you hear nothing mm. not a spring not um, a clank yeah not a move oh wow so you a lot of control and that's some of the big wigs uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah and you better not because you know you will be called <laughs> out yeah 
That's oh my gosh, yeah. that's intense. That's and intense. then I've taken Pilates classes where no springs, oh. no springs for the hour. <laughs> and what does that mean? Is that like a, that means the well, hardest thing about you can doing do. like a bridge without any spring? Oh, so you have to it's use total, it's control. total body control. Or if yes. you're doing a plank and there's no spring to help assist It keep is the that hardest you in. can do. And they would say, well, the reason we're doing this is because your goal is to do reformer training without the reformer. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. What, so, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. What would be, what's your favorite, what is, let's say you have someone new to Pilates and you okay. want to show them what it's all about. Right, and we well, do that a lot. Yeah. It's what would try Pilates. Yeah. So it depends on the person. What do you really like to show them? I want to give them the full body. Mm-hmm. I want, want them to get their whole body worked out in that. It's usually an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we always, always start with footwork. Not always, but in the intro stuff. So we can warm up the you know the large set muscles but i also want to start with something that they know they right. can relate to mm-hmm. so we get the footwork and we do the bridging because then we have to kind of like isolate and focus and work on some core stabilization mm-hmm. and then we go to the extensions and then we'll work on arms and then when they're ready we'll work upper and lower body together mm-hmm. full body integration and then we'll do, everybody likes doing the um, hip work or the foot, you know, in the feet and straps. And oh, the, that's my favorite. I want a reformer at my house. Us girls do, but the guys don't. Oh, really? Way. Yeah, because they usually have very tight, tight. hamstrings. Oh. Mm-hmm. So they like doing upper body. Then lift, yeah, you know, right? right. So and once we get through that, then perhaps we'll do some cat, cow, and then maybe work up to a little plank mm. and a little pike, depending on. How they One are, of the, the fitness drawbacks yeah. on the reformers, the wrist. your hands and wrist. Um, well, yeah. if you do it enough, you're going to end up with some arthritis. But mm. there's no getting around it. Yeah. So I don't just do from a the whole pressure lot of hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. And where you do you right now? You do what equipment do you guys have at the club? Everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite piece of equipment or prop or what's your? No, my fi- well, okay. So of course the. The favorite, the all-round piece of equipment is the reformer, mm-hmm. okay? Because you can move on it. It can slide, you know. You can, we do things standing in the well, on the floor, you know. Yeah. They yep. can do yeah. all of that. Put the box the on there. Yeah, yeah. The Cadillac does a nut, something else, and it's, it's super good for deconditioned people who cannot get on or off the reformer. That's a biggie. It's huge. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because you also, we mentioned in the intro, you work with all fitness levels, yes. all ages. My oldest is 96. My youngest is 13. What is what is the age uh, restrictions for the reformer? They've got to be tall enough right. in order to reach, you know, be on the headrest and be able to reach the, um, the foot bar. Did you say how old is the oldest one? 96. And what do they do? Have they been doing Pilates for a while? See, I work with with a, I work with MDs. So, mm-hmm. this particular MD, I trained he and his wife, and he works with older clients. He's an entrepreneur, so he knows, and I know that in order to have a longer lifespan, mm-hmm. you've got to be able to move your body and you do some weight training. Yeah. So it's a very safe way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Even if I have back people with back injuries, or of course, pregnant women. Not you, but pregnant ladies who were not supposed to be flat on their backs. Oh, yeah. How does we, that work? I haven't even thought about that. There's a slant board. So we wedge. raise them up some. And so you're not completely laying down. And we have people with vertigo mm. um, who can't lay all the way down. Yeah. So what is the toughest client for you? <sighs> well, it can be the older ones because mm-hmm. a lot of times you, and it's physical therapy. You're lifting yeah. legs bodies, etc. Yeah. And it typically is, after a while it's gonna wear you out. So yeah. some of these days I it is pretty much physical therapy clients mm. all day long. Mm-hmm. And that's that's hard. And how do you so how do you kind of program that? They come in and they are they like recovering from an injury? Could be knees, shoulders, they have a lot of knees, shoulders, hip replacement people. And so you're working on strengthening the whole all, yes. all the other pieces that are going to connect to that exactly. part of the body to help it. But on um, you know the the reformer was designed well. How he got famous because he was rehabbing injury right. injuries around the joints. Uh-huh. So it's very low impact, but you can still strengthen the mu- the muscles around the joints. Mm-hmm. So 
and luckily for us, there's all kinds of resistance. So I can make it really light or I can make it really heavy for I've had, I have at least like yeah. you know, bangles. Yeah. They want to go really heavy. It's really hard for them to take it down light. Right. It's super hard for them. Yeah. And it, they shake and quake and all the other stuff. Oh, yeah. right. I know. Yeah. So they're learning mm-hmm. now like the world is... You hear core, but most people don't know what that means. It's not. You think they crunches. think they're abs? Yeah, yeah I think abs crunching. when it's really the whole Everything. front, mm-hmm. side, back. Right. Yeah. All Upper. the time. Yeah. Right. right. Pelvic floor stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really just is such a great workout. I'm getting very. I I know that this is what I need to do to help my hip situation. Right. I know this is it. Right. Yeah. So you've already identified the. I've identified, and I and I have some exercises and strengthening things to do, which you know that will help. help But I really think that Pilates is gonna because we're centering, Mm -hmm. centering, centering, centering. Yeah, and it is all about the relationship to my core. You know, work only the weaker side because we have single leg, single arm, blah 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 stuff. Yep, yep. I want to talk to you more about that when we (laughs) once we wrap up. Um, So. When when did you kind of shift to fully like fitness is now like the the career where you were doing that? Well, when I went from the agency because it was very stressful, mm-hmm. phones ringing all the time, right. I'm, you know, I'm in between. So I've got the photographers are my are my clients, but I've got the talent. And I'm telling you, we had people who came in pregnant and said, "We're going to have the next Gerber baby. Where do I sign up?" Oh. And we have. Imes in dogs and cats. <laughs> they would, before the baby was even born, they would yes. come in and say, "We're going to have the next." That's right. Wow, some gumption for, people you know, have and everything. Right. So, <laughs> and then you know the photographers would call in auditions, and it would be Friday night at five o'clock, and then you would be calling all weekend. Where are they going? What's the call time? You know, what are they supposed to wear, yeah. etc. So it was always yeah. You're just go going. go go. So. I still, and I was working out after mm-hmm. that. So yep. that's where I was doing Pilates and doing my studio stuff all over the place. And so I had this opportunity to say, hey, I'm going to bring group fitness to your bodybuilding personal training facility. Mm-hmm. And they thought, okay, let's do that. So I just, before I even had the reformer training, just did group fitness and mm-hmm. this crew tower and yep. et cetera. And, Step and so I got to do all that good stuff and hire my teachers, all my favorite people, yeah, all the different things that that I had done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I decided, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and go for it and get certification in uh, on the reform. And they said, Well, you go ahead and do that, but you're gonna have to pay for it, and mm-hmm. you know, we'll think about getting machines, you know, sometime down the road. And again. I said, I'm going to get my certification. I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to buy my own machine. I'm yep. going to bring it here. Right. <laughs> and I used to take the machine from Montgomery Road down to the crew tower, back and forth in the back of my uh, forerunner. Oh, wow. my gosh. Yeah. And wait, do you know how, when Cincinnati got the first reformer? Who their first? <laughs> well, the reformer, and I was on it. The ballet dancer and the actor brought two of them from Chicago. There were wow. two, and there were leather straps. Etc. And there were not any classes. There weren't any metal. No, no Allegro. None of that stuff. And we used to push the two machines out of the way, and that would be our mat. And it was a limit of, I think it was like six people, that could t- take the mat class, and that was it. Wow! Look at this Cincinnati Pilates history yeah, lesson yeah. that we're getting. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's so incredible. It just kind of makes me laugh because I've seen. And the same thing with aerobics, and I'm now teaching my old boss from Bally's Totally Fitness, <laughs> who she and I are still in fitness, mm-hmm. um, but she, because she was doing a high-low and all that stuff, she has injuries, and so now she's coming to me, yep. and I get to tell her what to do. <laughs> so we, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but the kind of the evolution of fitness from when you started, it sounds like now there are classes that are offering a more like well-rounded approach where yes. you don't have to bounce right. around and like do a bunch of stuff because they're kind of touching it all. Have you seen any other big changes? I mean, other than the fact that we're not wearing thongs to class anymore? <laughs> well, I, I, there is obviously, fortunately for us, one of the positive things of the pandemic is people now realize they better take care of their health. Yeah. Or um, I was raised with responsibility for, for who, 
for your health. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to feed your muscles. You got to, you know, sleep, and you got to move every day. Yeah, but that wasn't the way it used to be. No, until, no, I think I you're an anomaly. Yeah, before the yeah. pandemic. Right now, people are starting to take responsibility for for their health, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that makes me really, really happy. Yeah. So again, also they also sh- now know they should do something every day. Back when I started, it was like, oh every other day or maybe twice a week because you don't want to do too much. You get injured and da-da-da. Yeah. And I would always say, are you not walking your dog every day? Right. Or twice a day or three yeah. days? So it's the same thing with people. Yeah. 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 We need yeah. to have movement mm-hmm. every day. And I'm sure. curious to hear how your fitness, your personal fitness mm-hmm. has evolved and like yeah. what a week looks like for you now. Well... Thank goodness for the internet, because during the pandemic, when, oh my gosh, for the first time in my life, I had nowhere to go and nothing to do, it was really, really hard, because I definitely was teaching seven days a week, 70 hours a day, a week, Mm -hmm. because there were so many people at the sports club coming into me, and they needed me, and I was like, wow, this is great, but it's killing me. Yeah, yeah. It truly is, was. So I, ballet, all the ballet Troops around the world had to take a bar class, of course, just like any other time. It was on the internet. So I was taking bar class from Australia, from Denmark, oh my from gosh. London, from New York, from South America. It was fabulous for me because that was my original love. And that's what you like got back to. Yeah. I love that. Like, this wasn't ballet was like not a way that you made money. Right. You know, it wasn't your, like, you just loved it so just much. Like it. You just love and it so much. Yeah. There's nothing like it. And I can mm-hmm. see it. So much in in every every performance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I tell the guys, I'm not asking you to be a ballet dancer, but you do need to know how to point your foot and flex your foot. Right. That is really hard for people. Oh. They don't seem to know how to do that. I say, how do you walk? Yeah. So, but keeping our feet, you Mobile. know, and strong and flexible is yeah. going to help us go through this world. No, for sure, it definitely will. Tight ankles are no boy no. <laughs> I have tight ankles. <laughs> I have tight ankles. I have tight calves. The my the chiropractor I work with, he was like, if you show me, uh, what does he say, like strong calves, I'll show you tight hips. <laughs> because like it's like you're not moving. No springs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So now right. I have really tight ankles. So I added that. I got to experience that and just take care of me for a change, mm. and that was super for me. Yeah, I still got to go to some of train people at their houses and stuff and right. do things for them on my phone. So it was, you know, the Zoom stuff, and that still yeah. was, kept my Pilates fitness going. Right, And right. my connection with hum- with yeah. my humans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have so time important. today, like th- like as in right now, mm-hmm. to get your own workouts in, or are you just super busy with everyone? Um, I am so thankful when I have maybe an hour. Mm. And you just do your own, you just give yourself your own workout on the performer? That, and also on my phone. So oh, I can yeah. still right, take right. The, I was, the bar and everything. You know, yeah. I went I got certified and of course I did in bar <laughs> and started teaching bar, et cetera, on, on top of everything else. Is there anything that you don't teach? I think that's maybe a better question. I don't teach so much group fitness downstairs as I did before. Yeah. For several reasons. They were they it would take you two hours. You have to clean everything, put it out there for everybody, six right. feet apart, have right. the screen, have the thing, et cetera. I, it's a lot. And I only had an hour because mm-hmm. I have back-to-back people. So I thought, you know, this is too much stress for me. Yeah, yeah. So that I yeah. don't do that so much anymore, and I gave myself permission. Yeah, that's good. To kind good. of step back a little bit and take more time for my kind of fitness right. rather than constantly give, give, give. Yeah. And that's one thing for my teachers that I try to help them. Because when you start, well, I did, when I started. You want to do it all? Always, mm-hmm. forever. You know, <laughs> yeah. seven days a week, 14, 13 hours a day. Yep. I did, and I still do many days. But talking about burnout and mechanics on a car, like that's right. a sure way to... Right. Burn yourself out, but like then not you say, only physically. How do I cut back? Because I like this person. I need this person needs me. Mm. <laughs> okay, you're yeah preaching. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I'm sure it's hard to set up those boundaries for yourself, right? And I'm to not say very good at it. No, I, I'm not <laughs> so, either. Kayla, are you good at setting boundaries? No, no, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure that. 
there are people out there that aren't women out there that are naturally good at doing it and I applaud them. But I, a lot of people that I know, a lot of women that I know have a very difficult time putting because up we want any to put kind of boundary. And we want to, well, we want to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. You know, right. That doesn't occur to you when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, what if they think I'm really helping them? Right. Um, what if they think I'm not nice? What if they, th- this and that? Well, who's like going to take care of them? Yeah. I yep. have people like that. Oh, yeah. No, I know. It's a real thing. It's mm-hmm. a constant practice for me. So it's it things like that I'm still pan- learning to do. The yeah. pandemic was helpful for you in that respect. It made me stop. Yeah. Yeah. And say, Slow oh, down. okay, look, I get to take a walk. There's air out here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <you know? laughs> Vitamin D. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's the- sky and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like, it was a forced slowdown mm-hmm. to say, look at you know, a part of life that I'm missing because I'm keeping myself so busy. Absolutely. Where then it's hard to, now that you know that fact and that truth, to then completely ignore it and go back to what you were doing before. Right. we got so used to being in it, we kind of forgot, you know, downtime. Wow, what a concept. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to shift gears a little dramatically here and talk about kind of our relationship with fitness. And I think food kind of plays into that Mm -hmm. too over the course of a woman's lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I've talked really openly on this podcast about my struggles with disordered eating in the past, with disordered relationship to exercise and thinking, hey, I just, I need to do more, 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 more cardio. I I was, you know, have been in a place where would be tracking all calories in, had to be calories burned out, either on the elliptical, on the treadmill, you know, I would be like, okay, let's just get 10 minute walk on here and get a quick 75 so I can have this hundred calorie snack pack, like, you know, have been in that place. And I know a lot of women have struggled with it. I think the, on the bright side, the dark side is that like, so many, so many women have those thoughts and go through those struggles. But on the bright side, I can speak for myself that I've come out of that. Mm-hmm. Like I am absolutely nowhere near that place of ca- tracking the calories in, calories out. Am I perfect with my relationship to exercise and food or you know, not feeling guilty for eating something or feeling like, oh, I should go do this workout because of that? No, I'm not. I haven't arrived to this magical right. place. But I have made so much progress up until like, you know, this 33 years of my life. Mm -hmm. So I think that's hopeful for people to hear, like, you might be in that place now. And when you're in that place to think how in the, like, I can't imagine any other way and that it is possible. And I think some of it has to do with just getting older Mm -hmm. and, you know, just kind of realizing like, oh, there are so many more important things about me and my life other than the size of my body. Right. And I... I, I see that in the younger generation females and mm-hmm. trying to be perfect all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. And there's never enough time or money to keep perfecting. No. And it breaks my heart. Yeah. Because I see their hearts get broken. Yeah. Because even when they're perfect, they're not having their perfect relationship or whatever it is. And then what do you do? I am perfect. Why doesn't so-and-so think I'm perfect? I must try to get more perfect. Right. And so it's endless. Yeah, it's endless. Oh, it's totally endless. There is no, you know, I I look back on photos where I remember the photo being taken and thinking, oh my God, I hate the way I look. Mm -hmm. I look back and I'm like, what's the problem? What? You know, and I know, and I, I have that. When I start to have kind of a bad body image day, which absolutely they come, they're way fewer and far between than they Mm -hmm. were in the past, but they do come up. And I will think to myself, I'm like, you're going to look back on this time and, and be like, why in the world were you Mm -hmm. hating on your body? Or spending that much time. Or spending that much time thinking about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, think about what you can do physically versus even what it looks like. Right. But did you, it sounds like you've had that experience. And how That's has it kept shifted? kept me going to all the different studios all yeah. the time, day and night, night and day. Right. Don't eat. When I first started in aerobics, it was always, look at this. You know, it, you know, you can drink this and it's going to detox you and you'll yep. lose five pounds tomorrow. There were all kinds of things. And it was probably the did. phase of like the, the fat was bad. Oh, yes. That was terrible. Fat was bad. Sugar wasn't. Yeah. So, you know, we're eating rice cakes and stuff like that uh-huh. all the time. And everyone was telling you how much they didn't eat yesterday. Mm, Almost like a point of pride, right? Oh, yeah. Of course. And there were severe anorexics in in aerobics. Severe. Yeah. Um, 
and it was it was never enough. So there were lots of injuries, feet broken, mm. you know, very brittle all bones kinds of and, things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. How how did you kind of get through that time, or look what? What would you tell your well, younger self? Well, you know, I grew up with healthy eating, mm. so I knew I knew fruits and vegetables and protein were the only way to go. Yeah. And when you start seeing it in your, typically your skin, mm-hmm. okay, yep. as a female, it's like, what is this going on? And your hair, mm-hmm. you start losing hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you say, okay, let's look at it a different way. Let's see if you can eat some decent meals in a day instead of not trying not to eat at all mm-hmm. <laughs> and see how you feel, see how you look, see about your energy level. Mm. So kind of paying attention more to your, like your body, right. how your body's feeling you are versus your own experiment. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I, I would just spend all my time shutting off any signs my body was trying to give me, <laughs> like course. ignore a hunger cue, ignore your headaches, ignore these weird like bouts of fever that you would get because your body is probably just trying to like you know, your immune system was so weakened yes. from not eating enough right? that it, it took time for me to even like... Think about anything. Try okay. to like recognize like, okay, wait, this this hunger cue is coming up because it means it's time to eat and you right. should eat yeah. <laughs> when you it's are time. hungry. <laughs> yeah. Spinning, I think when you said earlier, like spinning, spinning it to the positive and like nourishing your muscles and like rest, like you, you know, yes. mentioned rest and recovery and sleep and... You know, the mental aspect, it's everything. Right. Yeah. I liked that question that you had, Kayla, about what would you tell your younger younger, self? Yeah. Well, you don't have to be so hard on yourself, Mm -hmm. okay? It's that perfect, perfect, perfect. In order to, the facts are, in order to get some positive attention. Yeah. Okay? Right. I mean, we're human beings. We want to be recognized. Yeah. And we want to be tall, we look nice, et cetera. Yeah. And if you you yourself don't feel that you are, or you're in a relationship where you're the invisible person, mm-hmm. then something's going to give one way or the other. Yep, yep. And so, you know, and then I had a daughter, and so I'm trying to raise her, and it's like, you can't. And yeah. But at the same time, I was working all the time. Yeah. So there's all kinds of dynamics there that... And it's usually the world will do something to stop you (laughs) when you are going in the wrong direction. You Mm. may not recognize that at the time, but it does. Like a wake-up call. It Mm. sounds like uh, what you're saying a little bit, too, is learning to find your own worth and value versus getting it externally. Yeah, Mm -hmm. But but not to discredit, of course. Yes, we are human beings, and Mm -hmm. that want for attention and validation is not wrong. You know, right. that that's like part of the human experience. Right. But I think that if you can take but it too it far. when it and you don't believe it. Yeah. Right. The, right. Then what's flag. the point? <laughs> red right. flag. Right. Something's well, learning going that, on inside. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You want to be recognized from what's going on on the inside and what you're giving rather than what your hair looks like today. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. And I think that's part of the, the piece about like getting older, mm-hmm. how that shifts. Because when you're young, you that's think you you're see. invincible and it is just so much about what's on the exterior. But right. as you get older, you, you realize like, oh, okay, I'm not going to look, I'm not going to have that teenage body forever. So right. there's got to be something else going on for me because right. that, you're going to age. Like we are going right. to age. Right. Like right. hopefully. So yeah. we're so lucky. <laughs> yeah. my, my mom... Um, she's a dietitian and she was allowed to go back to work when we hit like junior high and high school. Oh, allowed. That goes back, you know, the Mm fifties and the sixties when, oh, you work. That was not a good thing as a female. Yeah. You need to be home. And there were bridge clubs and things like that. Sure. Which is (laughs) really sooner or later, you're just an extension of who you're married to. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I remember her going back to work and my father not liking it very much. And wow. anything that we kids got in trouble for, it was her fault because she should have been home and so forth. Oh, gosh. Wow. That so, must yeah. have been so hard for your mom. Right. So we're lucky now in this t- day and age that everyone is expected to have a passion. Yep. And I'll say that's your career. And go with that. And how about the people that don't have one? Right. What What do you do to help them find their recognition in themselves? Yeah. So again, it's one of the things that we do as fitness instructors, we help them feel validated 
and feel like they have some success and they you point out their changes, their positive changes, mm-hmm. because this is a new way of making themselves strong and having and and fit and yeah. healthy. Yeah. No, it's all it's actually such a radical shift for women where before, right, mm-hmm. it was kind of maybe look down upon to have aspirations and passions and go after what, with what you want and you're just an extension of your husband. Right. And now I think it's the opposite. Like if you don't have right. something that and you're you going after, our culture kind of looks down upon you, maybe I, not totally in a healthy way either. Of I like agree. Everyone needs to like be going after someone and hustling all the time. Right. And if you're not, then right. you're not adding value, which is not true. Right. But it's it's really just interesting to like see that shift. It's huge. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does being fit mean to you? Okay. And I tell the people, you don't come here to work on the reformer for the rest of your life. The reformer helps you strong and fit so that when you go out there in the, your world, you can do things that you like, but even the things that you don't like and keep going. Yeah. Not asking for help. I can't lift this or I can't reach up and get that or I mean I have people say I haul mulch now right you know just moving pain free you know I can put (laughs) things up in the attic you know etc or you wouldn't believe I pulled things up the hill you know or brought my kids up the hill and I didn't hurt my back yeah yeah playing with grandkids that's what it means it just means empowerment yeah no that's so good and I think it's great for Kayla and I who are like in our 30s and we've been fit for a long time Mm -hmm. but that's what we're working for, right? right? Like, like that's why, that's kind of, you know, when I think about, they tell you like, you know, dig deep, what's your why? Of course, sure, I have little goals here and there and that mm-hmm. keeps me motivated in the short term. But the long term is, I just want to be living a pain-free, active lifestyle right. for as long as I possibly can, which means I have to be putting in the work now. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we're lucky to know that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, I would get, you know, typically I would get moms who had their babies and they just want, I just want to lose sure. five pounds, 10 pounds, just get rid of this here, et cetera. Like, this is not going to do it. Yeah. We definitely have to identify strength, cardio, nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. They all three have to work together. Yes. Or you're not a fit person. Yeah. It's just not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, I know it's hard. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, not feeling good and going to the doctor all the time. Is that easy? No. no. But this is, this is a choice. And I truly believe your, you have a couple of choices, right? Yeah, so. yeah, choose your heart. Yeah, it's that's expensive. Good. I know it's expensive. Is it not expensive to go with Mr. Plastic Surgeon and go to the lipo land, et cetera? Right. Okay. Lipo land, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it's yeah. really expensive. Yeah. So yeah. again, we go back to empowerment. Help, help healing yourself. Just knowing what is the issue and then how to handle that. And it's every day. Yeah. It doesn't go away. Yeah. No, that's so good. That's mm-hmm. so great. And thank you so much for coming so much. on. This is so wonderful. If people want to get in touch with you mm-hmm. or since check out the Cincinnati Sports Club, what's the best way for people to kind of see what you've got going on? They can and- go on our website. Perfect. And, and there'll be a place that says Pilates. Once they mm-hmm. go to that, then they're going to get our bios and our um uh, class schedules, et cetera. Uh-huh. I will say that people are not allowed to just come in and use the Pilates apparatus on right. their own. Yeah. And if they've never done that, then they call a request, and there's a little place, request a Pilates demo. Yep, yep. And then they, if they want to, they can put my name down, who they want to train with, mm-hmm. and they come in and it's free of charge. Oh, nice. They can because check it out. when I first started, they said, okay, so less springs is more core, more springs is more strength. And I'm like, what does that mean? Right, I mean, right. I understand so. <laughs> about, you know, heavier springs, but what do you mean less springs is more core? So I truly believe in feeling it before you decide this is what you want to do and make it an investment. Mm-hmm. So I always give a free demo. Yeah, oh, that's it great. it says 30 minutes, but I, I can't talk that fast. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the website is cincinnatisportsclub.com. Sports it is. Excellent. All Kayla, right, do you have anything else to say No. This to was... your future self looking at you? Oh, <laughs> just keep doing Pilates, Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. No, that's And you good. can make it anything you want it to be, which right. again, that's... Again, one reason 
I keep, I'm so interested, still interested in what I do is because it keeps developing and evolving. Yeah. So it can be anything that you want it to be. It can be, I've worked with just people who just do physical therapy on the reformer. They don't do anything else. They don't train anybody else. Yep. Me, I like variety. So I love working with all different kinds of people. I've been doing this for a long time. So yeah. I know, oh, this will work for this and this won't work for that. And I trust myself yeah. to listen to the client. And they will tell you what they're looking for and what they need. And then you just have to be no body language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say, truly, you have to challenge the person every single time you see them. Yeah. Right. Or they think, that, particularly men, that they know it all and they'll go somewhere else right. yeah. for something else. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, keep them on so, their toes. Well, sure. Always, There's always more. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, thank yeah. you again so much. You're this welcome. is so wonderful. Thank Listeners, so thanks for following along. Share out to your socials and go try a Pilates class. Thanks. Love you.